This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Callie and Laura Gallier here today with me on Facebook Live. We're also recording for BPN Radio today. So I'm just so excited to have you, Laura. I love you so much. I'm excited to be here. The feeling is mutual for sure. Um, we just did a big push for the delusion. And uh, I just can't tell you how much that book is impacting everybody that I'm involved with that's reading it. And I wanted that before we just get started today, it's really going to be a focus on the children. And so when I posted our, our kids, it doesn't necessarily have to be young kids, but our kids. So it's mostly young kids that the mothers that have posted on our Facebook live, but there's also older children as well. But um, the Lord said, make this uh, broadcast about children and praying for our children. And so I, when I first, the last look at the Facebook, we had 196 mothers that had posted their children. And so I just want to encourage you, whether your, your children are older or they're younger or whatever they are, if you want us to pray for them and you want them to be included in this prophetic declaration today and what, what the Holy Spirit has planned, because we're really just relying on the Holy Spirit. I want you to just, you can even log on now and put their names and their pictures up because I'm going to continue to pray for them all through the week. Um, there's nothing like our kids, Laura. Well, I know. I mean, that's the greatest uh, blessing that we have on this earth. That's the only thing we leave behind other than our work for the Lord, you know, what we've done for Jesus and our children that really, really counts. It's not, you know, it's great when we've got, we've got bank accounts and homes and cars and things, and we can do lots for lots of people. That's all great. But the the most important thing I'm going to leave behind on, on the earth, um, outside of, of the people that I've sown this, the word of God into are my five children and my 12 grandchildren. And so it's really important to a mama's heart. So I want, first of all, I want you to talk a little bit about the delusion for those that don't know about the delusion. And then I want you to talk also about some of the testimonies of people that have read the book and what's happened, because I really want to encourage the women on today to go get the book if you haven't, post on your socials. I'm telling you, this book will change the lives of your children. Thank you so much, Callie. Uh, thanks for all who are tuning in. We know this doesn't happen by accident when God brings a message across our path. So The Delusion is a novel. Um, I had always written nonfiction, but the Lord put it on my heart to um, write spiritual truths in a novel. So not unlike a parable um, that would be super entertaining and gripping in terms of the story, but contain mega timely truth. And so it's about a young man who's high school is plagued by the suicide epidemic, and he begins to see the demonic forces that are tormenting students, and not only in the area of suicide, but all kinds of destructive thought processes and behaviors, and so it becomes up to this atheistic kid to try to warn his classmates, 
Of course, he sees forces of good as well, these angelic beings. He has no biblical paradigm for them, um, but he's in awe of them. And at the same time, he's frustrated that they don't intervene more. And if you have this power over evil, why don't you destroy it entirely? So it's a very real world question that we wrestle with. And at the time, I chose, um, the Lord led me to choose the topic of suicide as a major theme in the book because it so epitomizes believing the lies of the enemy to the point where we would literally end our lives. And I had no idea back in 2012 when I wrote the first edition of the book that suicide was just going to skyrocket, that God knew. And so it's become this, um, I think of it as a plow because what we need is the word of God. That book has already been written, right? But it's like a plow to plow people's hearts so they can receive and believe the word of God. So yes, there've been incredible testimonies, everything from young people saying, I had a young man pull me aside and say, I was going to kill myself on such and such date. But I read this book and I realized I was believing lies. The enemy wanted me dead. I have a God who loves me. He wrote a song. I mean, it was so amazing. And reports have continued to come in of young people that have quit cutting themselves, adults that are realizing, oh my gosh, my bout with anxiety, I've just totally relied on medicine and never considered how to fight the spiritual side of this. And they're getting victory. And so um, it's been astounding. It's been very humbling and, and very rewarding. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Everybody that I've given the book to that's read it has said, Callie, I can't put this book down. And um, we we must, you know, the Lord is using people like you, uh, Laura. And I appreciate your heart. I appreciate your humility. I appreciate your desire to, I, I heard you tell, I think you were telling someone one of the first times I met you that when you first wrote this book, you know, you were, this was before you picked, a publisher even picked it up, right? Oh, yeah. Right. And and you were literally knocking on a doors where you saw that there were kids or teenagers and just leaving the book there for people to read. And that, that touched my heart deeply because I realized what, what the mandate God had given you, you were willing to do whatever he said to do. If it meant you had to go out and knock doors and give away free books. And uh, that's when, you know, it's, it's, it's a God dream when you're, when you can't, when you can't, do anything but what God's told you to do and trust him for the increase. And God is truly increasing this book's influence and your influence because uh, we need more of it and we need our eyes open. We've got, we've got a, in our society, there is a, such a desire for supernatural. I mean, you look at, I don't watch much TV, but when I, when I do, flip through i'm like astounded at all the different shows that are about the paranormal and you know all the things people are hungry for supernatural they don't really realize that well maybe they do but they don't realize that they're looking in the wrong places and we're we all there is a desire in us to be hungry for the supernatural god made us to where there's there's a hole in us that only god can feel and we want to see supernatural things happen in our life but the enemy has a counterfeit and um, I'm just so excited about the message of this book and what God is doing. And I am really believing that we are seeing we are on the brink of the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit we've ever seen in America. I believe it. And I believe our children are going to play a major 
part, our young people, our teenagers, our uh, college-age kids, I believe our um, college campuses are going to, instead of being on fire with riots, they're going to be on fire with the power of God. There is a great awakening coming, and I am standing and believing for that, um, not only with my family and our church and the, and our influence, but I believe it's going to happen across America. How do you feel about that? You know what? I'm not just saying amen and yes, because that would be great. I'm telling you, Callie, that is what the Lord has been speaking to my heart. And the vision of this book is so much bigger than just the book. Um, it is a series. So we have books two and three coming out. They'll be out in the future. Um, but we see the book making an impact. We see a major feature film that sweeps the nation so that people Young people are grasping the reality of spiritual warfare. And then we see these city tours where we go and preach the gospel and teach that we can be free in these different areas of bondage. And so that's just our piece of the puzzle. There's right. other people with visions that are similar or different, but but in the same vein. Sure. So I Everything in me says absolutely it's coming. And that's why you have this attack on teenagers. We know that um, when Moses was being born, the enemy wiped out the babies, remember? Sure, sure. That was his strategy because the deliverer and deliverance is coming. Then when Jesus is born, he used Herod, but it was still Satan. Wipe out the babies because deliverance is coming. Well, guess what? There's a movement of deliverance. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're seeing this spirit of death trying to get a hold of young people. And of course, it sweeps adults as well. But it's really a sign that God is on the move and Satan is panicking is what it is. And he's trying to extinguish the next generation because he's so intimidated by what God's getting ready to do and has already begun doing. Yeah, I really believe you're going to be a you're a forerunner of a lot that will follow in your path with these type of creative ideas and um, manifestations, books, whatever movies, because there is a real hunger and 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 we are going to see. Uh, our college campuses, our kids saved, delivered, healed, set free. Um, I refuse to sit back. You know, wouldn't it be terrible to serve God all your life and lose your children? Wouldn't wouldn't that to me? I mean, I, th- there couldn't be a bigger knife in my heart if I thought, you know, I lived my whole life serving God from, from the time I was sixteen, and you know, and then somehow one of my children slipped off and and did not realize and it's even not about heaven or hell it's about being everything god's called you to be in this life and not believing the lies of the enemy and um exactly i can't tell you how many requests i get laura on a weekly basis for people's children and you know i've been through things with my own children and i know what it's like to stand in the gap for my children until I see breakthrough. Um, we, the church has to be, I believe that God is calling the church to be, um, to be authentic, to talk about things that we need to talk about, uh, not be afraid or not be so um, churchy or stuffy and hide. A lot of times it's literally pride. We want to hide our problems. Listen, we're not going to solve anything by hiding it. We're going to we're going to see victory by pulling it out into the light and exposing 
the works of the enemy and allowing God to bring freedom in those areas. And I love this book because it exposes the darkness. It exposes the manipulating lies of the enemy behind the, behind the scenes. And, um, you know, I'm not negating the fact that sometimes people, that people need counseling or, you know, or medicine. I'm, I'm not one of these people that thinks that everybody that takes a medicine is demon possessed. No, I never have been one of those, one of those preachers or, or Christians. But I do believe that a lot of what we happens in our lives in the way of, you know, kill, steal, and destroy, when yeah. those things come in, it is always, always manipulated by the enemy. Now, whether he takes a physical weakness or he takes, a, you know, whatever, it's always a strategy of the enemy to take us out. And that is the truth. That is the absolute truth. And we're told in 2 Timothy 1.7 that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Fear is spiritual. Fear is a spirit. And behind the hopelessness of suicide, behind mental illness, there's always phobias and fears. It says he's given us instead of a, a spirit, the Holy Spirit of power, love, and that sound, sound mind. So I couldn't agree more that I'm not saying that medicine is never needed or an option, but I like the way my daughter put it. And she felt like the Lord really gave her this. He said, you can't heal bullet wounds with band-aids. No. And you can't remedy a spiritual problem with a solely natural solution. We are spirit, soul, and body. There is a physiological side to all of this. But yeah, so it's really exciting. And to offer the hope. Because the world, I mean, when when young people feel like they're losing their mind or they're hearing voices, they're told that's psychotic and here's your meds. Yes. These meds just numb them out. They're not themselves. They're not alive to what Christ is doing. And so it just puts them in this numb state. A a catatonic state. Exactly. And so anyway, it's so exciting to offer the hope and the fact that yes, Jesus died so we could go to heaven. And if that's all he did, that would be enough. But there is victory in the here and now. There is victory over fear and depression. And it's that mind renewal you're talking about. Because we can cast out a devil, but we can't cast out a wounded, broken heart or ignorance. This comes from, like it says in Romans 12 too, renewing our mind so that we're transformed. So it's both. And so that's why when I talk about these city tours, I'm talking about teaching what the word of God says are our rights, our strategy for having victory over the enemy and who God is and grabbing onto it and living that out. Yes, and we're his kids. So that means we are heirs, joint heirs to every promise that's in this book called the Bible. I'm, I'm joint heirs. So I don't, I'm not bound to my genetic predisposition. I'm not bound to any generational curse. I'm not bound to any of that. When I receive Jesus and the blood of Jesus is washed over me and cleanses my soul, I now have a new bloodline. I have a new identity. I have a new purpose. Everything in my life has now shifted to the higher call. Um, As I was looking at these names, uh, I I was praying last night and I said, oh, I just watched them roll in. And I'm like, okay, these mothers are so burdened for their kids. So first of all, I just want to pray some for our kids for a few moments. And then I want to give the prophetic declaration from the scripture for every child and every mother that posted on Facebook over the last two days. And then it may be even posting right now. If you're currently posting your children's name, 
your child's name and their picture. And we are going to continue, at least I'm going to continue over the next few days to go back to that Facebook posting and lay hands on your baby's pictures. Because I believe that it's God's will that our children walk in freedom, that our children walk in purity, that our children walk out their destiny, the plan and purpose that God has for them. I also believe that no weapon formed against them will prosper, that God is sending an angels, a host of angels to, for those that are not currently walking the right path. He is sending a host of angels to just literally just keep working with them until they surrender. I read a book by the name of, um, He's an old assembly of God, man of God that had all these visitations. Uh, I want to say uh, Randolph um, Buck Randolph. Can't remember his his name. I was it was given to me uh, by Ben Rose's papa um, when I was in Alaska. But I loved this book. But he said in one of his visitations with the Lord, the Lord showed him that when one of our children were wayward or somebody we were praying for was wayward, that the Lord would send angels to send people around them to woo them and if it didn't if they didn't surrender he'd start the process all over again roland buck was his name roland buck roland buck um and so i believe i believe that i've watched that in my own life with my own with my own child so if you would pray first for all of the families that posted their children absolutely Father, you put such a burden, a good burden on my heart this morning to pray against the spirit of fear that would try to come on our children and on our mothers and fathers that we would parent out of fear that is not of you, where there's fear, there's torment and control. But Lord, we parent out of love Yes, that we are empowered to communicate your love that casts out all fear, your word says. God, that in this season of Halloween, when fear is actually celebrated, what what an insult to your kingdom of light. Yes. But God, we stand in the gap and repent on behalf of our culture. And we just ask that you would empower us as parents to instill faith and yes. love and truth in our kids, that they would discern good from evil, that our grandchildren, Lord, those who are um, grandparents, Lord, that they would get to see the goodness of God in the land of the living in their grandkids' lives. Your word says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. And Father, I just speak a blessing, even that generational blessing to the, to, to the children represented on this call and the parents who submitted their pictures and names. And I thank you, Lord, that they will walk in victory over the schemes of the enemy, victory over religion and tradition. Yes, and yes. They will abide in your love. They yes. will know your name. They will know your voice. They will yes. hunger for righteousness. They will be like lights in this generation. They will not bow the knee to the false gods and temptations that are overtaking many young people in this hour. Instead, they will pioneer this great awakening, God. They will be leaders in their schools. They will open their mouths, Lord. And I just see it so clearly. The word of God will come out of their mouth. And maybe it's a scripture they only heard once or twice. Yes. To their memory, God, to their memory. They'll be ministers of light. They'll have a holy hatred for sin and the vile things that are offensive to your kingdom. Yes. God, they'll be obedient children. They are, they are protected. That helmet of salvation protects their mind from the fiery darts of the enemy. It would attack their identity, their very purpose for life. I, I rebuke a spirit of suicide off these children. Yes. I rebuke depression and anxiety, fear yes. in all of its forms. 
hopelessness in all of its forms. And I thank you that they press into a relation with you and you empower us, God, as parents. If we've never seen discipleship in our own homes growing up, show us what it looks like to disciple our kids in your word and do not let the busyness of life choke out our good intentions to disciple our kids in Jesus' name. You know, I was I was uh, actually uh, yesterday with uh, Mama Linda Walker, who's going to be a part of our conference. She's an amazing woman of God, one of the ministers in our church. But she does a lot of uh, counseling, and she does a lot of deliverance. She's been doing it for decades, okay? And we were talking about children in particularly, where when parents bring children that are demonized are being being you know they're they're, they've got some real oppression in their lives and she's she made some statements that i thought were so poignant she said the first thing i do is i i tell the parents i want to come look at your house Mm. (laughs) i want to come see what's on your coffee table i want to see what movies you're watching i want to uh look around what you know because listen uh we can open doors. We can allow doors to open for our children that we didn't even realize. First of all, we need for mothers that are on here that have young children or even teenage children, you are in charge. You're in charge. Now, you know, you don't have to be, um, you, you don't need to be their best friend. You need to be their mother. You will have time to grow into being their best friend as they grow and mature and they're on their own. But while they are children, they need mothers. They need fathers. They need direction. They need to, uh, you need to monitor their iPads. You need to monitor what they're watching on television. If you need to, you need to, if you, if, if you can't control it, rip them out of the walls and throw them away. Your child's soul is more important than uh, the technology that they play with. And, uh, you know, my kids had, you know, back when I was growing up, Laura, we didn't have all the things they had, but we had television and kids love to watch. My kids love to watch television, but I controlled how much they were on that television and what they saw on that television. And and I controlled our our computer. The computer was locked up in my room and they only had access to that computer when I was there because I understood there were kids and they needed to be monitored. Uh, so I just really want to encourage you parents. It's not only a spiritual responsibility, should we take them to church? Should we teach them the word of God? And really, if all they're getting is Sunday morning, that is not enough. They have to be getting the word of God at home. They have to be hearing the, uh, the truths of God's word at home. Um, you need to be supporting the pastor. If they go to church Sunday and they hear the pastor and then you talk about them all week long, talk about the pastor all week long in front of them, they are not going to honor the church. They're going to dishonor the church. They will not believe the precepts and they'll go, they'll go astray. So we have a responsibility as parents to walk out a Christian life in front of our children. We are the we're the Jesus with skin on for them. And we're also responsible, responsible for uh, guiding them and directing them. And I'll never forget, my sister was real tough. She was probably way stricter than I was, but she helped raise my children too. And she caught the boys watching a, I don't even know how they got it, but they got a hold of some video game that was not holy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that video game got broke up. I mean, she, she literally broke it up 
and took all the stuff away from them. And they had to earn their right to get be able to play their video games again. And then they were monitored closely. So we're going to, we're going to pray and we're going to prophesy, but I want you to take an account for what is in your home. And if you've opened the door, just close it, repent and go forward. Cause none of us have been perfect parents. We've all made our mistakes. I'm sure not. I sure haven't been a perfect parent, but I have been very quick to say, I'm sorry, your mom made a mistake. And because listen, kids can handle authentic and truth. What they can't handle is when we uh, lie or when we uh, try to say we're one thing and we're really another. So I just really want you to encourage the mothers and fathers that are listening today, take an account of your home. Look at what you're looking at. And, and, and don't say, tell your children, do as I say, but don't, you know, I do something different, but here's what you should do. No, let them see you walk this out themselves. Um, Lord, I just pray for every mama that posted their children's picture on this Facebook. I declare that you are working in a powerful way to bring healing, restoration, the will of God concerning each one of these children. You are working beyond anything we can even see or imagine. You're encouraging our faith. You're quickening us to any door that we might have opened up. Uh, ignorantly. We're not going to beat ourselves up. We're not going to shame ourselves. We're just going to repent and we're going to walk forward knowing that you're the God of restoration and redemption. I declare every older child that's been posted on this Facebook that is currently not serving God or not, maybe, maybe they're serving God, but they're not walking in their complete destiny. They haven't a hundred percent yielded to the plans and the purpose of your uh, will for their life. God, we just declare that you are sending a Holy ghost revival to these young people. You're sending a Holy ghost revival to these children. You are going to wake them up in the middle of the night, Lord, and they're going to see you standing by their bed and they're going to remember the prophetic words and the call of God that was on their life when they were with their mom and dad. And God, you are going to, you're going to set things in order. I see God setting things in order when it comes to your children. He is setting things in order. He is bringing, I see God delivering your children. There are some that are bound with addictions, drug addictions, are bound with sexual addictions, are bound with, uh, uh, some lifestyle that is n- not God's will for them. I j- declare in Jesus name, you are free. You are free. And the angels of God, the a- the army angels of God are coming and ministering to you and pulling you and putting you in a position where you will receive the engrafted word of God and step into your divine destiny. We declare it and we decree it today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for giving these mothers wisdom on how to raise their children wisdom on how to pray in the spirit that we would not pray amiss but we would pray the will purpose and plan of god for our children lord that you would give us wisdom how to do that and i want to uh, read right now isaiah 54 and this is the prophetic declaration over every child that was posted on this facebook and if you're a mother now listening i want you to write this down and i want you to start declaring this i, I pulled this from the message bible it's isaiah 54 13 through 17 
And this is the word of God to you uh, for your children. All your children will have God for their teacher. Mm. What a mentor for your children. This is the message. You'll be built solid, grounded in righteousness, far from any trouble, nothing to fear. Far from terror, it won't even come close. Mm. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose that I sent them. Mm. If anyone should attack, nothing will come of it. I create the blacksmith whose fires Uh, who fires up the forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also create the destroyer, but no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. That's God's promise to you. Any accuser who takes you to court will will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for the best. This is God's decree over you and your children. And, and you may say, but Pastor Kelly, I haven't always lived right. Or I haven't always been the right example. Listen, God can make up the years that the canker worm and the palmer worm ate up your harvest. God can make it up. And all we have to do, his mercies are new every morning. Listen, I am a living example. His mercies are new every morning. So I declare that there will be no shame there will be no shame. And if it, just repent, it's just as simple as that. If you made mistakes raising your children or you're currently saying, I'm, you know, I'm making mistakes, just repent and ask God to give you wisdom. I, you know, my oldest son, uh, I have five children. And of course I've been through things with all of them. You have five children. You're going to go through things with your children, but Thank you, Jesus. They're all serving the Lord and doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. So I'm really, ha- I'm a happy camper. But a um, few years back, I realized my son had um, had just really a horrible addiction to opiates. And him and his wife had, um, through this addiction, had destroyed their whole, destroyed their finances. Uh, you know, they were, everything was just, they were literally dismembering their whole life because of these choices by the time we realized it by the time we realized it um you know you don't always see the you don't always see your kids clearly that's another thing i want to say to to mama's listening Uh, you need you need people around you that can tell you that love your child but that can tell you you may not be seeing this right callie Or you may not, because I had some people that that were close to me that said, I think there's a problem with Wes beyond what you think. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, he's, he was, he's always been my, my, he was my firstborn son. Um, I was really close to him and I was like, okay. And so by the time we realized it, it was bad, Laura. And this is a smart young man, um, talented young man. And I'll never forget my, my baby boy calling me and saying, mama, uh, this was after they had already started getting sober. You know, they were already on their, on their uh, recovery plan. But he said, mom, I don't know if, if uh, Wes will ever be the same. I don't think his mind's right. I think he's, I think he's messed up his mind for good. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, and I told Jake, I said, don't say that. We're not going to say that. We're just going to declare that every pro- I said, and I started gathering up the prophetic words that had been, been spoken over Wes. And I just started declaring them. 
And listen, in my flesh, especially during the time before he really surrendered to go get help, I would pray in faith, but I would start talking to him and I'd get mad and I would curse him, not, not cuss him in the sense of cussing him, but I'd, I would just say, you're ruining your life. You're blah, 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 blah. You know, trying to help him st- desperate, trying right. to wake him up. And one day the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, you pray in faith, but then you, you curse him with your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that, that my, my interaction with my son had to change. And uh, even though I was fearful, I'll, I'll be honest, I was fearful. I did not, I didn't allow it to come out of my mouth, but in the back of my mind, I was afraid this boy may never have his mind again. Mm-hmm. So time goes on. Now we're almost four years sober. Okay. Um, he has a complete, his mind is completely healed. He's got an amazing job. He's doing fabulous. He is, he's, he's, he's my old son. And, and it's just because I really believe it wasn't my, I listen, I had to deal with my flesh. I had to deal with my heart, my mommy heart. I had to deal with my flesh, but I, at some point made a switch in my brain. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to stand on these prophetic words and I am going, I am going to hold on to these uh, about my son because there was all these prophetic words that he had received prior to the drug addiction. And so I just began to stand on them and begin to call them out. And I don't know who's listening today. And there's a, over a, almost 200 of you that, that uh, sent pictures in. But if you're dealing with older children that are not doing what they're supposed to do, you get the word of God and you begin to declare the word of God over them in prayer. You, de- you get the prophetic words. You declare those prophetic words. Now, if they're in your house, of course, you have to discipline them and give them some structure. But be careful not to curse them with your mouth. But declare what God says o- in- over them, even if they're not doing what is right at the current moment. That is faith, Laura. That is faith. And we've got to use our faith. We've got to war for our kids. And how do we war? We war on our knees yes. Yes. We, we war with love absolutely we and, wo- and your obedience pastor Callie to walk by faith and as you were talking just to springboard I felt like the Lord just spoke real clearly to my heart that there's someone tuning in and you are you have children and you're living with a man and I don't know if he is the father of your children or a boyfriend that is that is not your kid's father but um, I feel the Lord saying, if you will honor him in that relationship, I don't know if that means breaking up, getting married, only you know. But the Lord's saying, if you will honor him with that relationship and do the right thing, like Pastor Callie just said, don't, fear says, I can't, I can't change this. I can't let go of this. If you will operate in faith, whatever that step looks like, God will make it crystal clear to you. If you seek him with a sincere heart and you take that step of faith, God is going to give you the desire of your heart. That's what I wrote down. Yes. And you're going to get the desire of your heart. But if, if you don't, you every day you're modeling this, you're sowing seeds in your children that will reap a harvest in their lives of rebelling against God's beautiful plan for family. Wish I had time to teach on that, but just trust me when I say God intends that a, a man and a woman be married to be living under the same roof. And he's calling you to, and to repent to your kids and to model the right thing. And don't give into the fear that you can't take this next step of faith because you can. That is so good. I, I second that emotion because, uh, you know, 
we can't say, tell our kids, we want you to live holy. And if we don't live holy, and then if you've made a mistake, repent to them, repent to God and repent to them. Tell them, mommy has not done this right. And I am sorry to God. And I am sorry to you. This is the proper way to do life. This is what God has called us to do. And that's where it comes back to being authentic. Um, No, we can't shack up and then expect our children and I, I don't mean to be harsh, but it's true. And and Pastor Kelly didn't always live right. I, you know, I got, pre- I, 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 I got pregnant with Rachel and I wasn't married. And I, um, you know, I, I got saved at 16, served God into my thirties. I, I quit serving God for about a year and a half, backslid, got mad at the church, got mad at, you know, just a, a church situation. That's where bitterness will take you. It'll take you down a road that you, you the devil will always get more ground than you plan for him to take. I can promise you that. And, um, but in the course of that year and a half where Pastor Kelly didn't serve God, I got pregnant with Rachel and was going to abort my baby to keep from my children and my family and friends knowing what I had done. And then it came time and through a prophetic word, I made the right choice to keep my baby. Then I had to go to my children and tell them the truth and tell them that mommy shouldn't have done it. Mommy shouldn't have lived with somebody. Mommy shouldn't have made that mistake. I am sorry. I've told God I'm sorry, and I'm making it right. And that wasn't an easy thing to do, but I believe to this right now, the reason my kids are in church was because I was honest with them. Exactly. I was honest with them. So if you've made these kind of mistakes, listen, we serve a merciful God. He will forgive you of your sin. That's what he does. He died to forgive us of our sin, but we can't continue in our sin. We have to be honest before our children and tell them the truth. So I, I so honor you, Laura, for being so sensitive to that. Also, I really felt in the Holy Ghost that there are many of uh, young people that were put up on the site last night that are extremely musical. And I have a real heart for musical kids. And uh, God is, and listen, I want to encourage you. um, If I could teach mothers anything, I would say, don't raise your children to be famous. Raise your children to love God and develop their gifts in the house of God. I was never one of those mothers that I had, all my kids were singers. I mean, I had some really talented kids. But I didn't run across Texas putting them in uh, pageants, and not that that's wrong, okay? I'm just telling you, I didn't do that. I I didn't try to enter them in all these contests where they could, you know, become a star at six. I had them in the house of the Lord. They were involved in music at the church, and I, I trained them to love Jesus and to develop their gifts right there in the house of God. And through that, God set their path. And some of them are still in the house of God doing uh, worship and ministry here. And some are out doing entertainment. And that's fine because some are called to entertainment. But I, I really feel it's important that we should raise our children's to lo- children to love God first, to love the church, and allow them to be developed in their calling in the house of God. And don't make, um, you know, sometimes we as parents can self-actualize through our children. And there's and not, not all that is bad, but you you need to you need to let the child figure out what they're called to do, and the best way to figure that out is in the house of the Lord. 
and then you support it. I mean, I I can tell you right now, when I was, before I got saved, I wanted to be a country singer. Cindy and I wanted to be country singers when we were young girls. And then we got saved in a strict Pentecostal church where everything was a sin, but eating. And, um, and, um, you know, we never did that. And we, of course, that was God's will for our life. We were, we were supposed to do ministry our whole life. And I raised my children in church and I've been able to see my kids walk out some of the things I desired to do, but I didn't actually do it because it wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be in my lifeline, but it wasn't my lifetime. It wasn't supposed to be for me. I wasn't supposed to fulfill that, but my lifeline was. So just raise your children in the church. Um, make sure that they're in service every Sunday. Make sure they're involved in the children's choir. Make sure that they're involved in their school music programs. Um, teach them the, the the things that are important and teach them to surrender their lives to God. And because sometimes, you, you know, I, I fear sometimes that we train, especially even in the church, that we train people that your destiny is your highest priority. Your destiny is a result of being in love with Jesus. It should not be, you know, all my ambitions being fulfilled should not be my God. I love that. Jesus is my God. And yes, does he want to fulfill some of my dreams? Of course, maybe all of them. But if I start putting my dreams as a deity and God is not my deity, everything gets messed up. And we as parents have a responsibility to teach our children these things. It's not, you know, it, it's good to, t- especially these really talented kids that, that are maybe have a propensity for entertainment or, or even, even in worship settings across uh, America and churches, get them to um, take them on missions trips Show them what it's like for the the poor and the needy of the world. Teach them how to do for people that can't do for themselves. Show them not show them how to not always just think about what's the best for them, because a lot of times talented, creative kids can tend to be a little narcissistic. And I'm telling you this from my own experience. And so we as mamas ha- and daddies have a responsibility to not just tell the kid every good thing about them, but to tell them that's a little narcissistic and we're going to work on that. Right. You know, I never was one of those kids, one of those mamas that gave my kid a trophy just because they joined the team. They need a trophy because they did something worthy of a trophy. When my kids would sing for me, and if it sounded awful, I would say, you've got some talent, but that sounded awful. So mamas, I really want to encourage you. um, That kind of training will bring balance. Yes, we need to encourage our children. Yes, we need to be their champion, but we also need to be the voice uh, that tells them the truth, that will tell them behind closed doors what they need to hear. Uh, that will stand with the school system when the school system says little Johnny's not acting right. Don't go up there and attack the teacher. You know, maybe your little Johnny really wasn't acting right. Uh, When there's a problem in the Sunday school, listen to the Sunday school teacher. Um, We've got a society now where parents don't, they don't honor the teachers. They don't honor uh, people in authority. They always take their kids side. Now, are there times that people, that, Authority abuses children, yes, but that is the exception, not the rule. That is the exception. When I, Laura, when I was a young girl and I got in trouble at school, that means my daddy was going to literally whip me 
from son. I was going to get a tail beating. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't want him to know if I got in trouble at school, uh, th- but things are not that way anymore. But you as parents have to make a decision. You know, I always had a network of friends, Laura, that we, we parented each other's kids. I loved my friend's kids, but I could also say, you go get in the corner until you straighten up okay. and no, no, you're not going to act like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, Another thing that I think is real important, and you're, you're getting ready to hear every soapbox thing I, I have about kids. It bothers me when I walk into a room and every kid's on a pad and an adult walks in and nobody even looks up to say hello. Hello. And our, our older person walks in and the younger people don't get up and give the older person the seat. This is our responsibility to teach and train our children how to be nice people you don't have to be a pushover to be a nice person. And uh, in moms, it's our responsibility not to just put the word of God in them. Yes, that's primary, but to also teach them how to respect their elders, how to watch their mouth, how to say yes, ma'am. And no, 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 ma'am. Listen, when you go to do, and this is for the mothers that have creative kids, when your kids go into Nashville or go into LA and I don't care how talented they are, if they're not nice, all the powers that be are not going to help them succeed because they're not going to like them. Right. So not only do we need to train our children in the ways of the Lord, but we need to train our children to be likable and to not be um, proud or haughty or arrogant or think there's something on a stick. They are a reflection of what we've allowed them to get away with. And we as parents have a responsibility. No question. And, And I would just say, you know, really quick to that. It's very easy as parents, whether our kids are little or teenagers, to allow that technology to be the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Break. Maybe we've had a long day. It's easier to let a teenager just sit in her room and be on her phone. It's easier for me as a writer to let my son play video games all summer for eight hours a day because I can get a lot of work done and it takes a lot of discipline. But to say, you know what, I'm a parent. I'm going to step up to the plate. There's something more important here than being efficient. And so I would just offer that too, just a quick gut check. Lord, am I allowing technology, especially the little ones? You know, you see these parents are out to eat and they just shove that iPad into the toddler's face to keep them preoccupied. And it's one thing to do it for a few minutes, but just if this is our babysitter and our tool, this is not healthy and they're not going to have those life skills and they're not going to, they're going to be lonely. Emotional devices do not replace relationships. And so can't we can't do the lazy thing with technology yeah i just want to encourage the the mothers i want to also say that november 16th and 17th our crown conference laura's going to be here she's going to be ministering um she's got one of the days one of the slots for the day session she's going to be bringing her books i really want to invite you out it's it's um it's a friday night on the 16th at seven o'clock and then it is a saturday morning we'll have breakfast at nine and then the, you know, everything will start around 930 and then we'll go to probably about 430 and there's going to be a lunch break and a couple of breaks, but we have power. There's four, four, um, speakers coming in. And then of course, some of our speakers right out of our church, but ladies, I want, I want you to come. I saw, uh, I saw, I've seen a couple of things. I saw the glory of the Lord descend. And I believe that we're going to, we're going to have just a glorious time in a short amount of time. I also saw our children, us begin to, there's going to be a part of this, uh, 
you know, day and a half experience where our children, we're going to pray and intercede over our children. And I want to encourage you to, uh, we're going to post it. Juan's going to post on this broadcast um, the link so that you can sign up. And uh, if you uh, want to come or bring uh, some some friends with you, please do. Uh, there's all the details are there. There's uh, hotels that are giving special rates. And then we've got a, a, a discount code that we can send you as well. All you have to do is just message us on Facebook. And uh, we really want, we've tried to make it very affordable. But I'm telling you, I know by the power, I know when I hear the, the voice of the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost is going to be here those two days. And we're going to see a lot of transition in the spirit. And one of the things I believe that we're going to see um, just pray and intercede is over our children. And I really encourage the ones that are already coming, bring some pictures of your kids. And uh, because we're going to have a time during the service where we're just going to pile those pictures up and pray and intercede over our children. Because I'm, I, I don't know about, all of you, but the outside of my love for Jesus and what God's called me to do, my kids are pretty important, Laura. Mm, They're important to me and, and my grandchildren and your kids are important to me. And I just believe that we as mothers, young mothers, grandmothers, we've got to stand in the gap and fight the good fight of faith. And we fight it in prayer. We fight it in, in a declaration. We fight it in standing on the prophetic word, standing on the rhema word, standing on the word of God and believing God, the Logos word and believing God for breakthrough in every area. Yes, absolutely. I cannot wait. And it's always neat, you know, to be asked to share. I already have a word on my heart that I'll continue to pray through. I feel like God's giving me something, but I'm looking forward to being there and listening and worshiping and soaking it in. And so I've got a lot of friends coming. I'm excited about it. Yeah, we're going to have such a wonderful time in the Lord. And it's just, a, it's a bunch of uh, women too. If you, if it's your first time to be with all of us, you're going to realize we're, we're kind of all of a family and, um, it's not going to feel extremely conferency. It is going to just be a family getting together, worshiping Jesus and believing God for breakthrough. I believe that there's a lot of women that are going to come and get real clarity about what God has called them to do. I believe that there's going to be a lot of women come and they're going to literally leave this conference and see major shifting in their children's lives. Uh, I believe there's going to be healing take place. Uh, we're going to see people healed of all sorts of um, chronic disease. I believe God's going to just heal. I believe God's going to heal some emotions. Um, God's going to do his thing. He, he, he's, he's more than able. And I'm excited. We're praying. We're fasting. We're believing God. We're trusting God that uh, everyone that walks in those doors is going to get what they need. We also, I've got a team of intercessors praying over the ones that have already signed up. And they're writing um, as the Lord leads them prophetic letters for each lady. You will get that with when you receive here, when you get here, that'll be the first thing you receive. So I'm excited. I want to encourage y'all to, to go on and sign up, get, get the, um, get the discount uh, while you can and uh, be a part of this. You're going to be so blessed. Lord, we just thank you for every lady that has signed on or that has signed on in the last 24 hours. We thank you, God, that you're moving in our children. We thank you, Lord, that you're healing our children, delivering them, setting them free. We thank you, Lord, that every child that was put on this Facebook live is going to step into their destiny and not one, not one will be lost. Not one 
child will be lost. We thank you, Lord, that as you lead and guide us as parents and grandparents and mothers and fathers, that we're going to be obedient to your instruction in raising our children. We're going to listen to that still small voice. And when God says, don't do that or do this, we're going to, we're going to obey his voice. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Laura. I thank you, Lord, for the delusion. I just, I, I stand and declare that this book is going all over the world. I declare that every Everything that Laura has dreamed about, the God dreams that you have put in her heart, that you're bringing the resources and the people, and everything's coming together for every piece of this assignment. And we call it forth in Jesus' name. I pray prosperity and peace over her children. I pray no weapon formed against her children will prosper or her marriage will prosper. I declare, God, that everything she sets her hand to do, she will prosper, that the enemy will not have a foothold to try to bring injury to her because she is freeing through the power of the Holy Ghost. In this book, she's going to free thousands, free thousands from the influence of the devil. And I just declare in Jesus' name, God, that you are protecting her and you're protecting everything that concerns her. Um, I also see that uh, you're going to begin to sleep better, Laura. You're going to begin to sleep better. Uh, I don't know if you've had some trouble sleeping. I have some trouble staying asleep. Okay, well, the Lord says you're going to sleep better and you're going to start, you're going to go to bed and you're going to sleep all through the night. It's going to be sweet sleep. Um, and, and, and the Lord has his hand on your girls. Um, don't, don't be fearful that because you're so busy that they're going to miss out on their mom. Uh, just bring them with you as much as you can. Allow them to do ministry with you. Uh, both of them, the hand of God is on them to do great exploits. Uh, they'll, they'll write books too. They'll, they'll preach the gospel. Uh, you're not, you're not going to have any problem with your children. So just bring them with you. Let them get right in the mix of what you give them jobs to do, which I th- I'm sure you're already doing. And uh, everything's going to be okay. That boy of yours is a mighty man of God. He's going to serve God. He's, he's, he's a little different. He's a little slower coming to the table, but he's going to do what God's called him to do. Amen. <laughs> so don't, don't fear. Uh, I see a lot of blessing coming y'all's way where y'all are both going to be freed up to travel, even you and your husband. Amen. So uh, it's good God. days. Good days are ahead for you. Great days are ahead for you. So just be encouraged and know that God has everything planned out. You're an amazing young woman and uh, the greatest, y'all's greatest days are ahead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's going to be fun too. Don't you like it when Jesus gives you an assignment? That's not going to only be great, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I see y'all doing lots and lots of traveling in 2019. So just be, be encouraged. We love you so much. Have a wonderful day, ladies. Uh, be blessed. And I, I'm going to read the scripture one last time. And this is the word of the Lord to you. And then we're going to sign off. Isaiah 54, 13 and 17. All your children will have God for their teacher. What a mentor for your children. You'll be built solid, grounded in righteousness, far from any trouble, nothing to fear, far from terror. It won't even come close. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment suppose that I sent them. If anyone should attack, nothing will come of it. I created the blacksmith who fires up his forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also create the destroyer, but no weapon, no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. 
Any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. I'll see to it that everything works out for the best. God's decree. I prophesy that over you and your children. I prophesy that over your businesses. I prophesy that over your pastors and your churches. I want to encourage you ladies, love your churches, love your pastors, be faithful, show your children the way, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.